You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan and Nick. Same corner, same time. How y'all feeling after uh, the official Silk weekend? But tell, tell us a little bit about it, man. A happy birthday, a big, a big three nine, right? So next year's the big one. Yeah, thirty nine was was is 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 this year's man. Um, beautiful occasion. Forty's gonna be stupid big, Dan. I got to bring in the Tigers like Mike Tyson and whatnot on 40. Maybe I'll have Andy from Hong Kong there on retainer. Just for Hey, he should customize me something special on my birthday, yes. man. I, I do got something different. Like, when I listen back to the show, I don't want to say any man's name in the word hung in the same sentence. That's what I came to. I think that's that's just uh, – that's on you and the way you're pronouncing it. Right? You think so? I think well, so. I say Hong Kong, and I'm not even th- – I don't even think we're in the same neighborhood on our pronunciation. Hong there. is Hong. Pronounce it with wrong, a U. Putting the wrong emphasis on. on the wrong syllable there. Hold, hold on one second, Nick. Pronounce it both ways for me real quick so I can hear the difference. Hong Kong. Okay. Hong Kong. That's how I you say, pronounce it. Now, what's the other Hong? Hong is Hong. Hong. H-O-N-G. Hong. Hong Kong. So say H-U-N-G real quick. Yes, you're saying Hong Kong. Hong. Hong. And Hong. You got it? Hong Kong? Too close. Oh, the weekend, the weekend was beautiful, man. Um, shout out to you know what I'm saying, everybody that came out and supported. I had a great time. Um, the music was great, the food was great. Uh, we had a good time with a live painter. We had a trombonist and a band there, a couple rappers. Shout out to my man Zach Abelberti, who put on an amazing show while they was painting Joe Hayden. Um, just beautiful ambiance, man. Zach did his thing, man. He was cooler than a fan. Shout out to uh, I know he's that cool, man. He's he's a little bit cooler when he's not writing. Yeah, <laughs> he's not pissing off the Gator fan base. He's uh, doing all right. I forgot he made them mad. I didn't it's even know he made them mad until like after we had the party. He tweeted something, so I was like, "Let me go check out his page." And I seen like his ratios off. I was like, "Why has he got so many quote tweets?" <laughs> because people are still mad from something that happened seven, eight months ago. You know, but Gator Nation never forgets. Nick, you'll remember that, right? Whatever you say sticks sticks around. Well, not you. You're a fan favorite, but everybody else. Yeah. I haven't, no, no, no. I haven't, no, I haven't no, caught no. that Edgar, that Edgar heat, that uh, Zach Albaverde, Chris Steele heat. I haven't caught that yet. Right. Just You just hang around, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to lay low. Just trying <laughs> That's to lay Nick, low. Just, Nick just puts memes up there because you can't go wrong, right? I'm just, uh, I'm just The GIF game is strong. <laughs> just keep throwing those out. Fan favorite. Yeah, see, you know how to take it in stride. You take the heat with some giggles. Uh, Zach got the strategy of disappearing. He was like, I'm not responding. So you make it fun right away. People have fun with it. But I'm just like, damn, I'm stupid. Zach's like, ooh, that doesn't seem like it's going my way. Mute tweet. Let's go head out and hang out with the kids. (laughs) But the champagne is still going a little bit. Um, The weekend was dope. I had a good time. Uh, Shout out to everybody that came out and hung out with me, man. Uh, 39 was was a beautiful Beautiful birthday. My best birthday ever, by the way. 
That's awesome, man. Well, happy birthday. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to more celebrations with you in the future. And shout out to uh, putting some Bel Air in the name or put some, putting some Bel Air in the air. My bad. Uh, that's the reason they gave me uh, the name Bel Air Dan. So, Bel Air Dan. We got to make it Shout out to my, my pull up, former Stadium Miguel host. Pulled up and hung out him and Katie and the family. It was dope seeing him out in person again. He had a, a red suit that was, it was slapping. I'm glad I almost bought a red suit, Dan. I know Ahmad looked good, man. I got I got to tell him he's got to unbutton that bottom button. You got a couple people that were uh, were violating some some fashion norms, but that's okay. No, I wasn't, I wasn't there to, to show them, so that that's on me. I'll get a fix for next time. How did Dan, I, how did I how did I grade out Dan on the field? A, 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 a perfect ten. You look great. I, the suit looked good. Champion. I graded out a champion. <laughs> great out, champion. out as a champion. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, there's some. I, I think there are some jokes, but uh, not from my end. Not from my end. Somebody joked on my outfit. I thought I was yeah, pretty bad. No, not on the outfit. Just on, just on you, your stature, if you will. Oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> I am who I am. You know? I am who I am. You know. Well, shout out to you. Um, again, couldn't make it. Apologies for that. Uh, ended up at a. Uh, ended up uh, last minute. Ended up at a Paul D concert for about twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. Uh, so that was fun. Um, for about 25, 30 minutes, and then I was uh, on my way. But other than that, a relaxing weekend. You started to bend your back. I could tell. No, sir. No, sir. The bender is uh, off. Nick, the, what do you uh, think? Um, I, I think I think you know when you watch the show Intervention and like mm -hmm. you see people's faces change and they realize they're on the show Intervention. Right, 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 right. I think Dan was realized he was on the show Intervention last Monday and was like, you know what? I do have these tickets to the rave on Sunday, <laughs> and I am gonna wait to go to rehab until after I see DJ Polly D. <laughs> We got it. So, we got a couple other things planned right the now back. in the end of the year. 2022 is my year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, how was your weekend? Good? No, good. Not a bad weekend. Uh, enjoyed some Olympics. We had um, some family stuff going on. So uh, just kind of a, a, a relaxed, laid back weekend. What's up the basketball team? The United States basketball team or the four Gators basketball team or all basketball? Uh, just enjoy uh, we, we're giving Mike White a break right now. Just the United States. Just catching an L to France, to France. Yeah, well, I mean, I just, go ahead. I know that I know that like the world's caught up in, in in basketball, and it's not like the dream team anymore. But like, I, maybe Pop Pop's a Hall of Fame coach. Maybe he's just not cut out like to coach the Olympics because oh, he's no, not too no, well. No, no, don't disrespect Pop. Pop is a legend. I think Pop got the the X and O's figured out. I just think some of our pro guys are used to this goofy basketball we play over here. The 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 extra traveling, the the drawing mm -hmm. fouls, the flopping. Foreign league is just different, and I don't think they're used to that rural league basketball. They were looking for NBA refs out there a little bit. You think yeah, I, sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, I was just going to say I, I, I've only watched a little bit of it. It doesn't look inspired. Just like, just like that. Uh, I'm curious to see if they figure it out between now and the end of the year because or the end of the Olympics because uh, catching an, an L to Nigeria, they, they lost Australia. Um you know, before the Olympics, now they lose to France. I think they have. I think they're one and three in their last four. So, uh, the first time that they've lost a game since what 2004 in the Olympics. So, real um, quick, not a good start. Great question. Yeah. Do you think they lose these games with LeBron? Probably not. Uh, I, 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 why? I would hope not too. Um, I mean, but. No offense to LeBron, he kind of plays the same game these guys do. You know? No, yeah. no. Respect <laughs> the goat, man. We've seen the goat navigate in foreign Olympic territory. He does his thing, man. 
That, that's uh, one. We're not a bad. We're not. It's not. Go ahead. What you got? More Olympic stuff. Um, I was watching that. Uh, what they call them? They called them the Redeem Team. So when they lost, oh, and yeah, they yeah. brought back that team, and then it was like LeBron and Kobe on the same team, and just they they showed some like behind the scenes stuff of practice, and I'm like, nobody is going. 80% in practice when Kobe and LeBron are also going through that same practice. Like that's not even acceptable and, and you're going to get left behind if you're doing that. And I wonder if it might be like, just like a, a hacky journalism take, but I wonder if the Americans care enough or as much as these other, these other teams. And I think it might uh, just be like, Hey, we just had a long NBA season. I'm supposed to be in like Turks and Caicos right now on a banana boat. Enjoying most of the league, so many, so many great players in the league now are not from America. Mm-hmm. That's another thing too. So, like, some of our best NBA but, players. But I mean, France has what two? Has Evan Fournier and uh, maybe one or two others? It's not like these teams are chock full of people, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that there, there's something obviously wrong. I don't know if it's passion. I don't know if it's Popovich. I don't know what it is, but it, it's not a good look. Um, I just think it's an off year. It's supposed but to be also, last year, right? It was yeah, supposed but to be I, last year. I don't think they got the same roster that they originally wanted. These players are like fresh out of the playoffs. A weird short season on the turnaround season. Like the play NBA playoffs was weird this year. Like it was a lot of like abnormal stuff going on. Man. Yeah, but that I think that's some of that had to do with injuries and stuff like that. And maybe that's carrying over, but still, you know, the United States does have top to bottom more talented, more talented players, not necessarily more talented team. Um, I also but don't no, know like how that, how often they practice, if they did they, practice, what what it all looked like beforehand. Either. There you go. Because most of those world teams they gel together. Like basketball, is such a chemistry. Or most sports is just chemistry when you play in team mm-hmm. sports. So like guys starting to take out some guys that were supposed to play not playing. Um, new fresh play, faces. They haven't played together like that, man. And in European basketball, I mean that's who they're losing to. I mean obviously they lost Nigeria and Australia, so. But European basketball, it plays very differently than United States basketball, not just right. from the, the, the fouls and everything else. It's just the game is very different. I think uh, was it Luka Doncic that said recently uh, that he thought it would be harder to score in the NBA than it was. So, you know, it's a different game, but there is no reason the United States should be losing um, to Australia, Nigeria, or France on, on pure talent alone. Well, speaking um, so about, speaking about Luca, Slovenia, there's no like team gelling. They were just like, yo, get 77 the ball, and he's going to put in 48 points, and we're going we're gonna to win our first game. Luca, most points for somebody playing in their first Olympic game ever. And I think that's the first time Slovenia ever made the Olympics. So. Yeah, yeah wonder why. He, he's that good in the NBA to carry he a team is. to the playoffs. So yeah. he's pretty sure he could carry like world teams to a medal, like or close mm-hmm. to one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Some of our best players aren't from this country, like yeah, yeah but but still top is. to bottom, they've got the oh, most no doubt. roster by far, no by leaps and no bounds. But uh, stay tuned next week for the Stadium and Gale United States Olympic podcast, where we uh, where we I follow up on, on all these takes. What? I think this is the last one. No, don't they? They've gotten more games and stuff. They only lost. No, one. no, for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. we won't revisit. Stay, stay tuned. Speaking <laughs> of the fact that we didn't talk anything about the Florida Gators, let's get into that. Uh, but before we do that, let's give a shout out to uh, a new sponsor for the next couple of weeks. We are. Uh, in a partnership with uh, the folks over at Home Field Apparel, who, in my opinion, creates the best uh, apparel, a lot of retro uh, apparel for uh, college sports teams. Uh, they 
they've been around for, for a number of years now. They've done a lot of schools in the, the Big Ten, the Big 12, uh, Pac-12, you know, some uh, you know, smaller schools. But uh, this week on July 31st, so Saturday, they are officially launching their Florida Gators apparel for the first time ever. Uh, they have 15 new designs that are going to be coming out uh, on Saturday, uh, in my opinion, unbelievable selection of options, a lot of retro stuff. Uh, I think that everybody will be really, really impressed with what you're going to see. So on Saturday, uh, take a look at homefieldapparel.com. Uh, sign up on their website. You can get 10% off by just putting your email address in your, or your phone number. They'll text you, let you know when it's live. No promo code for SG or anything else. Just uh, go over to Homefield Apparel on Saturday. We're going to continue to push out stuff for them all week and next week. But again, homefieldapparel.com. Take a look uh, at all their stuff and congratulations uh, to the fans that are going to be uh, getting a, a brand new closet full of Gator stuff. Uh, yeah, Silk not, Nick, not to be thoughts? a tease, not to be a tease, but I'm looking at some of the stuff that they sent us and uh, I'm like zooming in here on my phone, looking at some some designs that I think I'd, I'd like to have in my closet. Yeah, there's there's probably seven or eight shirts that I would definitely see myself. Uh, wherein uh, Silk, I can see you in a lot of these. Um, I mean, but but just some really really cool stuff, some retro stuff, some fun and gun national championship stuff. I'm looking at the shit the now. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures of like some of like, this is when I get my package. Pause. Uh, <laughs> the end of the week. The end of the week. Yeah, and um, I've I've worn some of their stuff before too. Really comfortable. So it's, it's like the retro design, which I think is in right now. Um, Possibly, maybe one of the best. I think, I think it's the best Florida logo ever. Um, I see on one of those shirts, and hmm. uh, the shirts are really comfortable, really which soft. One, which, really what's your What's your favorite logo yeah, ever? Favorite logo. Next? I'm not sure what year it's from, but it's the UF like that. It's like in a circle. There's the U on top, mm -hmm. F, and that's then it's your favorite logo. I think that's one of the best ones. I also like old school Albert. Old, old school, school Albert is my yeah, joint. The fighting Gator one, yeah. And the reason I like that one, if you go to Belglade, um, there's a water tower there with that old school Albert on it. No, Belglade's a big gator town, man, but they got the old school Albert there and like this little Florida gator experimental sugarcane place behind it. But it's, that that's my joint. Old school Albert. What you got, Dan? So, Nick, I, I just looked it up. That logo is from the late 70s through, I guess, maybe the early 90s. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, 79 and 94. I like that one, that 70, that 79 and 94, the UF one. Uh, my mom went to UF around that time. And so we have some stuff uh, hanging up at my, uh, my parents' house that had that logo. So that, that's the logo that I'm most from like familiar with. I love that one. I think it's unique. Uh, but the, the, the Albert is, is by far, um, a very, very close second after that. I mean, I like the logo they have now and everything else, but but I think those two are leaps and bounds ahead of everything else we have. I, see, I'm not a fan of the fast F. Is that what they're calling I'm not it? either, no. I, I don't like that. Uh, I can't remember when they switched over to it. They switched over, I think, like right around the time I started. It's so like 2013, 2012-ish. Um, yeah, not, not not a fan of the fast F or that that font. They kind of use it for, for a lot of things now, for most of the sports. Everything. I mean, all branding, it seems like at UF is that way. Uh, th there was there's some wild logos. If you look back at some of the uh, the Gator logos from the 50s, 60s, 70s, there's some some wildly uh, interesting um, old Albert renditions out there. So uh, but shout out if you are looking for anything uh, retro, they're also going to be putting out, you know, some stuff for, for this generation as well. But 
but really good material. Nick, I know that you said you've worn some of their stuff. I've mm-hmm. only seen some of their stuff, uh, but it looks very comfortable. I know it lasts long. So check it out, homefieldapparel.com on Saturday. It's not going to be up there before then. So people today were already like, I went on their website and there's nothing there. Just wait Saturday at noon Eastern time. You'll be able to buy whatever your heart desires. They've yeah. got hoodies, shirts, tank tops, all of that. I'm not sure if some of this stuff is coming on you know, multiple different types, but they've got the – the, the three quarter sleeve, like baseball shirt and stuff like that too. So uh, homefieldapparel.com. Before we dive too deep into the show, Nick, we've got a potential rest in peace, but maybe just a, a short-term death uh, to Grog House, which announced uh, the, uh, the city is shutting them down. So that allows the two best bars that have always been the oh, two geez. best bars, Salty Dog and Balls is the only two original, uh, my original version of Midtown still left standing. The two best bars are still the two left uh, best bars that are still standing now. Um, it's no coincidence, Nick. Uh, your bars are getting shut down and mine are uh, surviving. Pandemics, roof collapses, faulty piping, everything else. So shout out to Balls and Salty Dog. Um, <laughs> balls and Salty Dog. Yeah. Salty is like a crazy night, man. Salty's my, my number one. Um, balls should also be closed. Um, that's that's balls. That's disaster. That's so shout out to you like this. So silk. So balls has a window that opens. And back when we were in um, like undergrad game day, they would sell like these little bottles of um, rum, whiskey, vodka, whatever you wanted. So you'd be drinking at Midtown, and then on your way to the stadium, you could buy a couple of these little bottles that were easy to conceal. Like if you're wearing like some compression shorts under your under your shorts. You can slide that right in inside of your leg. You walk through, go inside, you grab a Pepsi, and now you're mm. dumping in your whiskey, your your rum, whatever, before they were selling alcohol at the stadium. So that was probably the best thing that Balls ever did uh, was allowing, uh, you know, uh, drinking in the stadium before uh, it became, you know, a, a moneymaker for the university. So, again, Balls is making your collegiate experience in Gainesville. As I pass by. Yeah, as you pass. Well, when it goes All right. Um Silk, you've been to Gainesville a lot, Midtown, that area. What was your favorite bar, bar that's still there, maybe a bar that's gone? What was your – what's your go-to or was your go-to? Uh, man, I don't want to be jumping on one side of the fence, man. I know how y'all are about these bars, bro. Hmm. Well, he's, trying to keep, he's trying to keep it's, all, it, all avenues I'm gonna go, open. Yeah, it's, 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 hey, it's, hey. It's, I'm gonna just say the the the, the, the most uh, so my favorite purple porpoise because they're not there anymore. <laughs> no, real quick, my favorite penny pitcher night purple porpoise. I like to keep it a buck for the streets, man. So my favorite establishment in in Gainesville, outside of Ben Hill Griffin, is White Buffalo. Mm. All right, so back to the question at Midtown, Midtown. which my, White Buffalo is a beautiful downtown establishment. Mm. You put me in the corner. Like, you've had places like the Swamp. You know, rowdy reptile. I like swamp. I like swamp. Frog, falls. You had excess. You had Gator mm-hmm. City. You had purple porpoise. Balls, man. I got to. I got to ride with balls. balls. I love it. Nick, I got to ball. I just got some good. You ever been inside? Of course, I've been there. We oh. like. Come on. What are you talking? What are you talking <laughs> to, bro? You listen to this show? Yeah. No, no. I just show up on Monday. That's it. <laughs> of course, um, I've been to balls. I've been to all of them, man. Um, I mean, they're all college bars. I, I went as a grown ass man to most of these, so <laughs> they don't slap like I was a student. Yeah. Um, so they all pretty much like 
extremely cheap. I feel like a millionaire in there because it's like two dollar <laughs> drinks or something crazy. I'm from South Florida with drinks of fifteen bucks, so I feel rich when I go in them. But the only wild. thing that the only thing that feels close to South Florida in Gainesville to me ever has been White Buffalo. So <laughs> it was crazy back in the day, Nick. And I want to hear your answer. Mine's obviously balls wearing the cap for it today. Uh, shout you got out balls to, on uh, your head, like Nick shout, shout out to my friends over at Dome Hats. Uh, so. Uh, it was wild. So back in the day, I think it was on Tuesdays and Thursdays at $10 all you can drink or, uh, or no, I'm sorry. They had uh, dollar singles and $2 doubles. There'd be days that you went in there and you, you were trying to buy drinks for other people. So you could hit that $10 card minimum, uh, you know, back in the day. So shout out to balls. My favorite, Nick. Um, I, I didn't spend a ton of time at Grog, but I did a couple beat the clocks there. They used to have, I think it was Nick. Monday. No, no, Dan, which one we was at when we was with Annie getting all tossed up that night? Oh, that was Midtown Social. No, 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 no. We went to one after that. Oh, that was Salty Dog. Salty Dog. That's my joint. That's your joint. All right. That's yeah, my yeah. joint. I take that back. Some Miami Racers or some Zipper Heads. I don't think you can see Oh, that Salty anymore, Dog. But... Shout out to my man T-Mac. T-Mac, man's working at Salty Dog. He's hooking me up with a lot of drinks in that place. I forget his name, but he remembers my face. Um, So shout out to Salty Dog. And also my man um Jackson Raymond takes me to Salty Dog. Yeah, Jackson's a bit. Well, Jackson's got it wrong. They, the younger generation calls it dog, and that it, it's either it's salty or the salty dog saloon. If you want to be super salty. formal about it, but right. it's either salty or the salty dog saloon, not dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But back when we were undergrads, like Swamp was the place. Like Swamp's uh, yeah. happy hour Thursday. No, I remember were, Swamp when I was like going to games when I was like 17, yeah. 18, 19. Yeah, that's when the Swamp was the spot. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Swamp. They're moving it yeah, over somewhere torch. else to Innovation Square. But uh, yeah, if you weren't in line or at happy hour on like Thursday by three, like you weren't getting in that night. It just right. like, people yeah, sat no, down and that was it. They used to do uh, on Monday nights when I was in school, they did 25 cent wings. And it was either 25 or 50 cent wings and then $5 buckets. You used to be able to get 10 wings and a bucket of beer with a tip for 12 bucks. I mean, that's a that's a hell of an evening. That's a hell of a Monday night. Yeah, no longer. Hey, mark me down for Salty Dog. That's my spot. All right, great, great. Man, he, in that place. he just, he just, he just turned his back on balls. Yeah, in a, in a, no, I love balls. Man, you got balls, confused. Balls. <laughs> I love balls. Balls. We're, getting, salty... you in, we're getting you in trouble with the name of the Who's bars. Naming these bars. Let's talk about that. <laughs> balls bookstore. Alec, bars, I need that on TikTok. I just need silk saying I love balls. Wow. So back at back in the day. Uh, the guy that owned balls also owned a place called Jack's downtown. Mm. And if you swiped Jack your cards, if you swiped your card, it would come up as Jack's balls. That's wild. Like, but if, you, <laughs> if you swipe your credit card at balls, I don't know if it's still this way. I'm sure it is. It now shows up as, as uh, balls bookstore. Yeah. So if you needed to convince your parents, you were just buying, you know, some like of those, those blue books to, to do your tests in or scantrons or pencils. Um, you know, you consistently run, uh, you know, 1130 PM, uh, trips to the bookstore to get some pencils, you know? I got oh, some yeah, great no. ball jokes, but I'm, I'm just going to chill. <laughs> save, it, save it for the Manscaped, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. We, uh, had a, we had Night Library at UCF. Had like $5 liquor pitchers at Night Library. You know, all of a sudden, like, hey, why why is there a $75 charge at the library? You're like, oh, I mean, I'm just really trying to get that GPA up, Mom. Mom, yeah, we're right. working just, hard, Mom. <laughs> got to buy the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the tutor. Um, oh, man. All right, boys, let's get in. A bunch of news happened. It's going to be a really good content-heavy show. So uh, Gators announced that fall camp is going to start uh, for this season on August 6th. Uh, Nick, um, you did some reporting on that. 
Um, is that aligned with just about when everybody else is starting? Is there what's going on with the, the start of the football season? Yeah, it's always um, so the NCAA changed um, changed a bunch of rules. There was a five year study on you know head trauma and CTE, and so they've changed a bunch of rules, um, but they didn't. So they're limiting the how many days you can do full pads, how many days you can do full hitting, but they're not giving like more time to give like days off in between practice. So it's going to be different. I think it's going to lead to some sloppy play um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, kind of around the country. Um, but it, it's always about five weeks before the start of the start of the season. So season starts September 4th. Um, and I don't think Florida's come out. It's just what I've been told August 6th. I don't think Florida's come out and announced it yet, but um, that's about five weeks. And, and that's what I've been told. So just went ahead and put it out there today. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. So like some of the rules are, um, as I, as I pulled up here, um, teams are mandated to have seven padless practices. It used to be, uh, I believe three where you're just in either only helmets or shells, which would be, um, just shoulder pads and helmets. Um, the number of contact practices was decreased from 21 to 18 during the preseason. They've also banned straight line contact drills. So like an Oklahoma drill, um, stuff like that. When, when we'd be out of practice and we'd take videos of the Florida, um, of everyone, you know, like I think Urban Meyer used to call them like the circle of life. When you have, you know, just blocking drills, they're not going to be able to do that stuff anymore. Um, you can also only have 75 minutes of contact in any given practice. And it's illegal to have more than two straight days of full contact practices. So uh, it, it's, it's a big change to the way. I mean, still growing up, you play football. It's like, hey, you don't want to be in fall camp. That's when you're doing two a days, three a days, everything. Three a days. When I played when, now, I, when I played Juco ball, man, like that was the wildest thing I ever experienced. Two a days was already like torture. Mm-hmm. When I went off to school and I realized it was three a days, like it's, it's it was a bloodbath, man. A lot of injuries. Yeah. So that stuff is 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 no longer, you know, football. It used to be the crucible. You used to have to survive fall camp to like earn the right to go play the games. And now right. um, now it's kind of just like I don't even know how much hitting these boys are actually going to do, you know, in practice. And then all of a sudden you get into the first game and it's like, well, we haven't actually played full speed football at all since you know, spring, if we even had segments like that. So I think you're going to see some sloppy play, especially on the defensive side of the ball, missed tackles, stuff like that. It felt like, it felt like that, that was only from our program last year, though. Like, everybody kind of didn't get physical because of how, like, last year played out. Ole Miss um, put up 600 on Alabama. Yeah, but they everybody eventually got better. We were still like <laughs> – Well, yeah, that was early in the season. Still, that was early, right. Yeah, everyone figured season. it out eventually. Right. The excuses I was making for Ty Grantham lasted like a month, and then everyone else started to play football. Right, and same here. Yeah, I couldn't cape anymore. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, had an date. it could be cape or cap in this in this manner, Dan. So okay, cap if I was lying for him, but I was I didn't feel like I was lying. No, no, cape I ain't is to save him. I feel oh, like I was, I was cape, saving him. Your cape turned to cap. There you go. Yeah, gotcha. But then it turned to my truth because now I live my truth and, <laughs> no, and no, Ty live- Grantham. <laughs> Doesn't have it together, he got to go. You know well, what's what? What's wild, Nick? Is is you'll see in about three weeks, four weeks, we're right in the middle, right to the end of spring or fall practice. Mm-hmm. There's some good news coming out. Ventral Miller's doing what he needs to do. Kyrie Elam, Jason Marshall's probably nipping on uh, on Hill's uh, toes to get that starting spot, and all of a sudden, right. 
You know, Silk just needed, you know, Grantham just needed an offseason with his personnel. You'll oh, see no, I'm ready to lie for Grantham right now. I'm ready to cap. In this manner, I'm ready to cap. I've been capping a little bit for Grantham, but I'm doing it with a uh, – with a, with a with a with a terms and conditions, <laughs> a I would say. A yeah, yeah, a little little disclaimer. I would yeah. say. You, so, you got like the auctioneer reading off the terms and conditions at the end at the end of the commercial. Right, right, like like, like the car commercials. So right. I, I felt I feel good about the additions they made at defensive tackle. Zach Carter being in his right spot. Uh, Cox and and Vogel just being animals. Like I know the front force, so I'm buying into that whole idea. See? So Nick, I, got I, tell, cap out. I got my cap out for yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. right. He's laying the foundation. Laying the foundation. <laughs> it's just the, the house set. that gets built. That's right. But if we come out <laughs> with the shenanigans, I'm firing him like right off. I don't got time to play. He got to go. Like I'm ready to fire. FAU, FAU scores 21. F- oh, I'm not going to fire First play of the game, Kyrie Elam's 12 yards We may score 70. <laughs> no, no. If we do any – if we're getting beat on any shenanigans with like – I don't want to talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I just want to be full cap right now. I love it. I love Let me it. me cap. So, all right. Perfect. So, uh, speaking of Kyrie Elam, he was announced today that he is on the Jim Thorpe Award Watch list. So, congratulations to him. Uh, Gators linebacker Ventral Miller was also named for the second year in a row to the Butkus Award uh, Watch list. So, congratulations to both of those boys. You're going to probably start uh, seeing uh, – more watch lists come out in the next couple of days. I think that you're going to see Kyrie Elam's name on a, on a few others. Uh, with that being said, before we get to some big SEC news, Heisman odds have come out. So I want to get your guys' thoughts here. JT Daniels, this is per betonline.ag, uh, which is uh, one of the, the top betting sites uh, online. JT Daniels, five to one odds to win the Heisman Trophy. He's the number one odds on favor to win the Heisman Trophy. Spencer Rattler, number two at seven to one. Bryce Young at 10 to 1, Alabama's new quarterback. Emory Jones, I think, ends up about 9 or 10 down that list at 25 to 1 odds. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, JT Daniels at 5 to 1 odds? Real quick. And then real do you quick. like Emory Jones at 25 to 1? I got, I got, I just got a betting question. Okay. Is there a way for me to bet that there's no way he even gets in like <laughs> the, the top five with JT Daniels? Is there a way for me to make a bet on that? I, I got to find, there might be a prop bet out there. So it's got to be. I gotta find that one because like who's calling the plays for him to execute to get like the stats and all that to be a Heisman candidate. Well, just remember about this time last year, I think Jamie Newman was about about nine odds <laughs> to win the Heisman Trophy. So again, you can <laughs> take all fact. of this with a massive grain of salt. Uh, but what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, from a from a football perspective, Nick, obviously, you know, you were at SEC Media Days. Mm-hmm. JT Daniels gets named. Um, SEC uh, second team quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of hype about what JT Daniels might be able to bring to the table. What are your thoughts on him? I mean, where do you think that this is coming from? Do you think it's him? Do you think it's George? Do you think it's a lack of a, a real clear favorite? Uh, what are your thoughts? I think I think a mixture of everything you just said. So when he, when he left Georgia, um, one of my good friends, Ryan Young, used to work. USC, you uh, mean? Yeah, sorry, sorry. When he yeah. left, when he left for Georgia, when he left USC. One of my good friends, Ryan Young, uh, covered Florida with SEC country before yep. um, before they went defunct, and and he was a big JT Daniel fan. Um, obviously, got to cover him for a little bit before he transferred, um, but I just haven't seen it, and, and I think he's okay. Uh, and I think all you have to be, you know, it's almost like the the Friday Night Lights movie. It's just like, hey, all you have to do is exist in the two seconds to hand Booby the ball. That's all you got to do to play mm-hmm. quarterback. So I think he's fine. Like Georgia has enough talent 
around him on offense. And I think they, they'll be fine on offense, but I don't think they win because of him. And I mm-hmm. think when you're talking Heisman, you're talking about this guy is causing his team to win. Um, so for me, I, I'm at, at SC Media Day talking to people. I am, I'm either missing the boat or I'm right because there was so much love for JT Daniels. And I just think he's okay. So yeah. when I see Heisman, I think I'm, I'm either, I'm either way off or everyone else is way off. And uh, hopefully for me, everyone else is way off. I'm just not a big JT Daniel fan. I'm with Silk. I'm going to find someone to take that action um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to bet that he's not even like invited uh, to New York or wherever they're going to do it this year for the Heisman. Um, so I don't get it. I think it's a little bit of hype that he's one of the returners. I think the the quarterbacks around the SEC, it's, it's, it's kind of weak this year um, when you look at it and, and – People really don't know what to expect from Emory Jones. People don't really um, know what's going to happen at Texas A&M and, and, and Tennessee and, and Alabama's even with Bryce, but Alabama's got a brand new quarterback. So yeah. I think it's the SEC being a little bit down at the position and then Georgia being being projected to be really good. And Hey, that's the guy that's going to lead them because listen, you're not, you're not going to win a Heisman on a losing team. Right. Um, you know, probably the last one to do that was Tebow or did Menzel's did that A&M team not do well. Well, no, I mean, Tebow's team was nine and three, and they only lost by a combined like 15 points or 20 points, right? It's right. not like they were, they were getting their, their, their doors blown off. Uh, I mean, I think that Tebow just had such an unbelievable season that year. You had to give it to right. him. You know, on top of that, defense just didn't play well. I, I think for me, so can I want to hear your thoughts? I don't know if JT Daniels has enough weapons to get him the stats that he needs because I don't think that he's athletic enough to get them on his own, right? I, you know. I just think it comes down to, like, play callers. Like, we, we can talk about these kids all we want, but, like, you look at the kids that's winning Heisman, they have, like, great play callers behind them too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Georgia has the offense, the nuance. Like, Tebow went on his run with our head coach right now, Dan Mullen. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about the guys that go on these runs. Steve yeah. Spurrier sent Danny Warfel. Like these guys make these runs with, with great offensive coordinators that's behind them. I don't think they have that at Georgia. I don't even like this is just from a hype standpoint. They know I, they can Vegas know they could gather votes from Georgia. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that name JT Daniels. So a lot of it's just predicated on also like it's a business. Betting is a business. Yeah, and remember Heisman odds while they do uh target a, a favorite, and that's what you can look at. It's also a way to attract money. Too, right it's it's a way to attract money for them to be able to to offset some of their their bets as well so wh- while it is a favorite uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean that that anybody truly uh believes he's the the actual potential winner as much as it is to potentially draw action uh, they, on his, they don't build they don't build those gigantic palaces out in the in the desert for being wrong and and when you're looking at preseason hype for a georgia quarterback Get that money now because you're yep. opening the season with Clemson. So that hype train might be over by 10 p.m. on Saturday, September 4th. Yeah. And Vegas is just going to go ahead and just go cash all those bets right now because um, unless he comes out and throws for three-something and they upset Clemson, like the rest of Georgia's schedule, because Heisman, as much as Silk was saying, is about stats and, and your team being good and all that, but you also need moments. And, mm-hmm. and the rest of their season, UAB, South Carolina, Vandy, Bad Arkansas, Auburn, you know, that's a, a rivalry game, a, a yearly rivalry game for them at Auburn. Maybe you could have a moment there, but then it's Kentucky, Florida, 
Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston, Southern, Georgia Tech. Like yeah. where after the Clemson game, Florida game, where are you going to have your Heisman moment? But it is it is good for him that if he does have a bad game against Clemson, he's got all those games to try to put up a bunch of numbers after that and try to get people to forget. And that. then we're going to so, wreck his day. Yeah. That boy got a bad that time. Grantham defense. Put that, put that cape on. So put that cape on. Give me a minute. Let me put it on real quick. You know, listen. My pass rush is Bogle, Brenton Cox, <laughs> Zach Carter. You know what I'm saying? Gert yeah. Von Dexter right in the middle. Vince Tron. They sent the boy to – wait, he went to media day. You know he with the shenanigans, Dan? I do. Already, I'm, already hey, Silk, I'm here for it. I, you know what? Lying season. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've heard a lot My of lies. My defense coming to play, two man. two-plus years that we've done this, I'm ready for you to uh, – you know, be able to lie I'm now almost, and be true for the entire season, my dude. I'm almost in, I'm almost in season mode, man. Five, six, one's got he just got put up for the Thorpe. Right. We ready um, to cook. We ready to shut down one side of the field, man. I just hope your boy Jaden Hill's ready. If he's ready, then the defense ready. I think everything is laid on Jaden. Everything falls on Jaden Hill. <laughs> That's a wild take, and, and, and it's multiple weeks that you've had this, that the entire season lies on, on Jaden Hill. On yeah. Dan's guy, Jaden Hill. That's right. Silk, Silk has the entire defense. Everything can go wrong for him. It's, if Jaden Hill misses one one play, no, it's, I'm it's just gonna saying, come on he, me. He's going to catch a lot of passes on the other side of, of Elam, so he's got to be ready, man. So if he's ready, then, hey, man, I got us undefeated. Dan's family member, Jaden Hill. That's that's I, where we're that's where we're evolving to. I just want <laughs> everybody to Dan's know guy. that Silk said if Jaden Hill does his job, the Gators are going undefeated. There you we go, man. That's first. my take, man. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. Let's I kid, get, I kid, I kid. Let's get into SEC uh, realignment before we get into the, the finalization of SEC Media Days uh, from last week. Obviously, the big news came out uh, late last – or actually, I guess it was during the middle of the SEC Media Days. It really started to percolate a bit more throughout the rest of the season. And then today, uh, both Oklahoma and Texas released uh, a statement saying that uh, they will not be renewing their media rights uh, after the 2025 year, uh, with that being said, uh, that would uh, disclude their continued involvement with uh, with the Big 12 uh, and the potential uh, joining of the SEC. What are your thoughts on Oklahoma and Texas uh, joining the SEC? Um, besides media, uh, you know, rights and you know, TV and everything else, uh, do you think the addition of Texas and Oklahoma makes the SEC stronger, or, or what are your what are your thoughts? It makes it insane. <laughs> <laughs> last last week, I was sitting here talking about because we were talking about the the college football playoff expanding, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're not going to have divisions." And you guys were like, "What? How do you not have divisions?" And I'm like, "Well, thank you. you still got to divide it." In my thank opinion. you, Texas. You're going to have pods now, so that's not even like divisions. You have like we're going to get to pods here in a second, Nick. So um, the the part that I love is that like everyone for some reason I don't I don't hate Texas, but it seems like everyone in the Big Twelve hates Texas. And Oklahoma's just like skating by as like using Texas as like their meat shield. Like everyone's just yelling at Texas and how could you do this? And Oklahoma's just like riding behind them silently, like, yeah, we're leaving too, but nobody seems to care. Well, Texas um, is Texas is the, not Texas only is like, the, the big dog in the Big Twelve. In the they country. are a big dog in the country. They're also an incredible academic institution. They bring a ton of money. They have a ton of alumni. They bring a lot. Oklahoma, uh, fine school, obviously good athletic program. They they've bounced around to be a good program in gymnastics and softball and some other sports as well. But I think when it comes to size and donations and just and 
worldwide attention. You know, the right. University of Texas brings worldwide attention, whereas the University of Oklahoma, obviously, if they wanted to do this on their own, obviously, there would be, you know, be like this. You wouldn't be talking about right. basically the, like, the dissolution like of college us. football outside of the SEC. Texas is like us leaving the SEC to go to the Big 12. I would agree. They like I, us. I would say that Texas might even be bigger just as a school, as a yeah. brand. But I mean, if the we left Florida's rising, but right, Texas is, is probably bigger. I agree with you, Dan. But if we left the SEC, that's how mad people would be. Like for sure, you know, if well, we went to the ACC, if we went to the the Big Ten, if Florida did, this would cause just as much of a stir. And if right. Florida and Georgia went together, it would it would be the same magnitude, I think, in my opinion. But the attention would be on Florida leaving, not on Georgia, Georgia leaving the same way. Right. Well, no one's leaving the SEC now. Like Texas A and M is all like no, big no, no. mad because they they were able to get out of Texas's shadow, put the SEC logo on their chest. They were feeling good about themselves, and all of a sudden, Big Brother is now joining them in this new league, and they're mad. And people are like, Texas A and M is going to pick up the ball and leave. I'm like, no one's leaving this money. Right. The SEC gets paid right now fifty Listen, million dollars a year by CBS to play. One game, maybe two games a week, that money goes up to three hundred million dollars a year. No one's leaving. Vanderbilt's in the corner, being like, "Hey, are we still invited? Can we still be part of this party? You know, we like, would love to be here." I'm just like such the, like so like caught up in business now. So <laughs> the first thing I thought of when text you adding those fan bases to the SEC, I'm thinking of those listens and the the the, the Texas <laughs> business I could do, getting a Texas podcast, all that. Like, that opens up so much, man. Like, the whole college football has just changed. Like, it looks like, like give me give me a little piece of that Texas oil that mafia Texas money. money well, we man. Already, we already Texas oil time. mafia money. That's Not mine now. Our listeners in Texas, our fourth most listened to city on this here Texas. podcast is Dallas, Texas. I'm telling hey, you. Fourth telling most listened. All my podcasts 3%. I do, top three, four listens are all Texas. Houston, Dallas is pumping out there in Texas. I love it. Put those yeah. horns up, Silk. So Every, everything's bigger out there. Horn, horns down, right? Even I mean, the listen. Hey, I also, haven't, seen, I haven't seen a team get penalized for Gator Trump ever. So, I, you know, Texas was, was bitching and moaning a while ago about horns down. That's the, coming back. The, the, big, the Big 12 was oh, like bending over. The, big 12 was bending over backwards. They're like, horns down is going to be penalized. And Texas is like, hey, we're going to the SEC. I was like, yeah, good luck trying that. Good, <laughs> good luck trying to penalize that in the SEC. That's right. It's a more oh, physical league, man. I think it's going to take them a little while to adjust at first. Um, yeah. Both both programs. I think I think the SEC Big Twelve is is definitely legit. We'll probably one A one B to be honest with you, but I think we're way more physical league, and I think they're going to find out real fast. Now, for for our fans, so like I was talking about A and M being pissed. Um, how mad are you going to be? Because this is not done with adding two teams. How mad no. will Gator fans be when Clemson and and FSU come on over? I don't think they bring FSU. So this is this is my thing, Nick. Is I don't think they need I, any more to Florida market. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, yeah, no, I I don't know. I can see potentially Clemson. I this is I, I guess when I think of the SEC, I think outside of just athletic directors. Um, Oklahoma, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, I feel like are a package. Obviously, they bring a lot from an athletics perspective, but Texas. An incredible school, worldwide brand recognition. You know, them in Oklahoma are very much a pair. I don't know if Florida State brings that. I don't know if Clemson really brings that. I don't know if a Virginia Tech really brings that. Um, you know, I start to think, you know, if they were to expand, where else would they go? And I can see them trying to pack, you know, 
go maybe a little bit into the Big Ten, you know, a little bit, maybe getting a, you know, a school, maybe not Ohio State, but like, you know, in, in Iowa. You yeah. You know, that has good, you know, you look at a, a school like a, like a Michigan, um, you look at a school like a Purdue, you, you start to look at we schools do. that beyond just sports, they bring something else, right? Um, I, th- I think the academic piece is, is something that, that we're missing here, and I don't know if FSU brings that piece to it, right? Missouri, Texas, a good schools, good athletic departments, Texas, Oklahoma, both pretty good schools, Texas especially, good athletic departments. I think that there's going to be a, a mix there more than just okay, real are they quick, good though. school. <laughs> well, what will be hilarious is Florida State is like a two-win team in this conference <laughs> right now. Right now? Oh, without a doubt. So that's what would be great about adding them because we're going to beat the snot out of them every year. And they're like a two-win program right now in this conference. So I, probably I like a four-win team in ACC. I, I, I read something by Jay Billis today. It was a tweet. I don't think there was an article associated with it. Uh, but he said to potentially look out or that he would look out for something like an ACC-SEC merger. Uh, which would make not only a super conference, but also a group That's of schools that, that could really leave the NCAA and do their own thing from a college football perspective. That would be it. Like, I mean, there's no Big 12 without Oklahoma and Texas. Like, you don't have anything like to stand on with the Big 12. So if you grab the whole ACC, like, what, 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 what other discussion they can have? It's a wrap. I, I just That'd think the best part That'd about that would be that Miami joined in 2001 and everybody, they put them in separate conferences because they're like, it's going to be Florida state versus Miami every year. It's going to be this huge clash. The sec is going to absolve the ACC. Miami's never going to win a conference title in the ACC or in the new sec. And uh, it's just going to be just killing their history a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> their kids, they're, they're, the people that are alive now are going to have like great grandchildren and like 2130 talking about five rings from <laughs> the 1980s. A com- oh, in conferences so, they never won. Like man. they were back in the Big East. No, sure don't. <laughs> sure don't remember that. I I only know one brand of football, and that's SEC. So no, I think I think that that's that's huge. Uh, you know, for the SEC, I think it. I, I don't think it stops here. Uh, but I mean, this is the biggest news in conference realignment history. Uh, this is bigger than Texas A&M yeah. and Missouri. This is big, bigger than Nebraska leaving and going over to the Big Ten. This is bigger than you know anything that you saw with the Pac-12. So um, I'll be curious to see what happens to the Big 12, uh, you know, what happens to those schools, where they go. Uh, but Everybody they just lost out on a bunch cut, of money. Yeah. The SEC is going to be making as much money as the NCAA. You're talking about, like, the SEC absorbing, like, the ACC. They're going to just absorb the NCAA. Like, yo, we're, we got this. We're fine. We don't need you. If, if, if you're the Big Ten, don't you try to like holler at the Big Twelve like on like a merger or something though? No, because you don't want you don't want the, you don't want that trash. You're you're like calling you're calling some other help. you're calling some other schools to be like, hey, we want to cherry pick like like the SC's doing. We want to cherry pick like you're calling the ACC and being like, hey, Clemson, do you want to be part of the Big Ten? You're calling and you know finding yeah, but the, other but, teams. But they, don't, but they don't they don't have that, right? I mean, you you have to have a draw too, right? I mean, that's right. the thing is like you can right. live out your contract and yes, in the short term, you can make money and it's just no slight to any of those schools, but bringing in like a Marshall, a USF, a UCF, like that doesn't replace all of that lost money. And then all of a sudden you just have a product that's not nearly as good. And then when those rights get, you know, up for renewal, all of a sudden that $100 million contract or whatever you now had is now 
35 million, then you're like, oh, shoot, what do we do now? No, I think he was talking more so um, like Big Ten trying to haul at like the like different programs around the country, like ones that like like cherry picking, like going maybe to the Pac-12, grabbing like two of their programs, maybe Oregon or something like that, like just cherry picking a few good ones to make their super conference as well. Like what? Like if the Big Twelve goes and absorbs, um, you know the shoot where they call it, or if the uh, Big Ten goes and absorbs the Big Twelve, like what are you getting? You're getting right. Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor. That's money, bro. You said like like hey, shit, but it's it, it's something you need. If one, if there's one super, it can't be one super conference, right? There has to be something else like to rival it. Those all the other programs can't just stay in the Big Ten. Something has to happen. If, you almost, if there's you one super conference, a, there has to be – those other schools are going to do something too. You have to have a Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12 merger, in my opinion, to right. compete. Right. For, for eyeballs, for everything else. I mean, the SEC has been the top conference for 15 years. Yeah, it ain't going to change. Gonna it's not going to change. Uh, We've been calling it the NFL junior for how long, man? And that's what it's about to be in a minute because it's about to be big dog, king. This is like uh, this is like the Ryder Cup. Right? It's the U.S. It's the USA versus the world. It's about to be like the the SEC versus literally everyone else. Everyone right. else is just trying to 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 get as many good teams in as they can to compete. And, I, and I'm here for it. I'm here to watch FSU look out and you know like that little kid looking out the window crying as Dude, yeah, as their family's going out on vacation and you know. all this is great for business. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it all. Um, so Nick, you brought up the pod idea, you know, splitting up into to four pods instead of two divisions. You know, you're going to have 16 teams in the SEC, uh, you know, four teams. You have some, you know, some way to, to organize that, you know, that teams will play each other, you know, every couple of years. Uh, you know, probably similar to the way that the, the NFL does, uh, you know, their roster rotation. Are you a fan of pods you know four teams you know four different divisions are you a fan of the the east and west as they have them now and just having eight teams in each or or, or what are y'all's thoughts or, or just having one big group of 16 well i was just making like a case last week to play like nine conference games so that you 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 can play these like rival schools or play teams from the west more often so if you're going to stick east and west um I mean, shoot. That means Alabama with the way that it's expanding out west. That means Alabama's now in, in the east. And I don't think I don't think you want that. Um, I like the pods. So if you're doing four pods because you got 16 teams, four four pods of four. Um, if you play your pod, that's only three games. That way you can get five other games from other schools, and now you're getting you know a more diversified portfolio of teams. I saw somebody bring up, well, do it like the NFL where you're playing your pod home and away every year. That'd be exciting. Like every year you're traveling up to Tennessee and they return the favor. But then now that's six games, you only get two against, you know, the, the other 12 teams a, a year. And then you're probably in the same situation. So I'll I'd probably be honest go, with you. I don't want to play. I don't want to do that. That's they, they write like that twice idea. a year. Um, yeah, that sounds like a dumb idea. So I like the pod and, and then, but then how do you, how are you seeding that? And then is it just the two best teams? Cause you can't have then an sec playoff to get to Atlanta. Cause if or you, you could, if, or you could, <laughs> they're, they're making their own rules now. <laughs> That's right. This is sec Opoly. They're making right. their own all, rules. All their own games, games. If you have a pod that plays home and away, I know Alabama is going to be in there with like Arkansas, Vanderbilt and Tennessee. I just know that that's the way it's going to shake out, you know? <laughs> that's, why would that happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably the same reason Georgia hasn't played Alabama in like a decade. But they played them um, last year. 
or whatever. Before that, it was like a decade. You know what I'm getting at. Just let me live, Nick. All right. Capping and caping. Yeah, capping and caping. So capping and caping, man. All right. Let's uh, – so, Nick, when you were on last show, you had your uh, – your, your T-Mobile internet live from Birmingham. Um, so we were able to hear Dan Mullen uh, over the next couple of days. We heard the rest of the SEC coaches. Uh, we heard Eli Drinkwitz. I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Um, Eli Drinkwitz, if you're not aware, looks like he's a regional accountant for one of those small, like little accounting firms. Uh, right, looks right, like right, the right. guy from Office Space. Yeah, it's very familiar. Um, he uh, called Dan Mullen a complainer. He said that he's hoping for snow. Uh, when the Gators visit Missouri on November 20th. He said, Dan is going to complain about everything anyway. You guys think that Dan Mullen is a complainer? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Okay. For sure. Okay. For sure. 100%. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of that quote? He criticized him earlier for not knowing the name of the star. Complaining Wars. about a complainer is just like <laughs> – <laughs> there's too That's much like to irony in that you know what i'm saying complaining by a complainer but um yeah dan mullen does complain a lot uh and i'm with it i don't care somebody gotta get sassy somebody got like the squeaky tire what's what's the, the squeaky what's the, wheel the squeaky wheel that like that's saying grease, yeah right it gets the grease so uh, shout out to the grease and the wheel well, as somebody who will be in Columbia, Missouri uh, on November 20th, I will also be complaining about snow. <laughs> I, I, can, I can assure you, as somebody that lived in Iowa for two years, there's no way that it's going to snow in Thank Missouri God. on November 20th. It'll be now, cold. It'll be miserable. Right. It could rain. It's definitely not mm. going to snow. Look at, looking forward to that frozen rain 11 a.m. kickoff from Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, yeah at their stadium right off the highway there. Yeah. Um, sunken into the ground. All right, so with that, uh, we, do a, we do a lot of away games. That's one I would never do. I don't know why, but I'll, I, I'll just, tell you. I'm I'll good. tell you right now. I've South Carolina is bad too, right? I've been no, to every. It is. Hmm? I, I was about to. I was about to get on my get behind the lectern right here. Get up on my pedestal. Um, um, I've been to. I've been to every SEC town except for Athens and Auburn. Mm -hmm. um, you can skip both Columbias. Just skip them. No yeah. need to make it. Um, in in even years, that's the Columbia years. No nope, no point in going to either one of them. I would uh, I disagree. I had a I had a fine time over at the Five Points area. I'm not sure what it's like. It's been about 11 years since I've been there. 12 years. Uh, I had a great time over at Five Points. Actually, that's where the the story of me almost getting arrested for jumping on a moving train uh, came mm, from. Uh, I'll I will won't go, Dan. I will say it. I will say having a train go through the middle of your like tailgating area is like an odd placement, but. Um, I had a good time in South Carolina. It's it's the capital there, South Carolina. So there's like some restaurants and bars. I will say though that Columbia, or Columbia, Missouri, is probably the worst town besides Starkville in the SEC. It's bad. Starkville is probably the worst. You didn't sell me on um, South Carolina at all. To be honest with you, there's nothing to sell. I mean, there's better places to go. Don't get me wrong, but you said a train went through. You almost went to jail, like. Well, I, yeah, I was, I was. Well, young. now actually, if you if you know somebody that so the the, the train it, it's not moving on game day, but people buy them or rent them for a year and they trick these things out. Like that's the place to tailgate if or, you're stuck in Columbia, what? South Carolina. What? The train definitely moves on game day. That's <laughs> no. <rest> <laughs> not the train that's right by the stadium. The, the, it, yeah, no, that was the one that goes. Listen, like Dan, if you if you got a, if you got arrested while drinking in five yeah. points, I think me on a work day sober might know that the train's not moving. Maybe the so, train is so moving after off, some of those zipper heads. Oh, no, here we but go. But it wasn't moving. All right. 
Nick, are you done? All right. No, so, five points was the Friday night event. Saturday, we're at the tailgate. There's a train that moves down very slowly, about a mile and a half per hour. Anybody that's listening to the podcast that's been to a Columbia, South Carolina, you know, football game will tell you that that train moves very slowly through town. I maybe had one beer, maybe <laughs> yeah, two, a moving train. I wanted to get a picture of it like I was fleeing town, like they did like in the 20s. Um, and a cop came up to me. Nobody like, ever has get maybe one beer, though. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has maybe one beer, though. No, my parents listen to the show. So it, I have it, one, it, maybe <laughs> two beers, you know? <laughs> Definitely Mick Ultra. So moved on the train. So, Nick, you know, I, I know oh when I was there, we'll, keep, we'll keep the show moving. Uh, Nick, yeah, I'll send so. you some pictures. I got to find my Facebook. Um, so, anyway, Florida by you, Nick, uh, and the rest of the writers. Um, was picked second uh, in the SEC East. Uh, they received what? seven first-place votes. Georgia Who received, like that? received 124 first-place votes. Kentucky received two, and South Carolina received one. Who gave South Carolina one? That's what <laughs> needs to be fired. That's what I want to know. But I think that same person that same person must have given Arkansas the SEC West uh, Man, vote Do you know two. how many people have to die? <laughs> for South Carolina, for South Carolina to win the SEC, people like you know, a lot no, of people got to die to this kind of stuff. You know, like people got to die. <laughs> Six um, other teams in the East have to have to not whole, have a football The whole teams, yeah, like for real. <laughs> um, I I I went into media days knowing that I was going to vote Florida to win the East and then lose to Alabama. Mm. Um. And quickly from talking to people there, I realized that I was on a very small boat, almost by myself in, in that thought process. You jumped so I, off it? No, no I, I've, I've done this so often. I always screenshot. So we do our voting online. And I always screenshot it because once you submit it, like you can't see it anymore. Right. Um, mm. I didn't screenshot this year, but I told like, I think me and Zach were talking about it uh, when we were up in Birmingham. We we're like, yeah, I think we were both going to vote Florida to win the East. Um, I man, think when you. Man. I think when you start looking at it, though, like Florida is catching an L against Alabama. So when I, I just ran through Georgia's schedule before that, Ooh, you have to find an L to Alabama. All right, I'll, I'll allow it right now. But <laughs> we'll change we, that we've, later. We've still got like eight eight weeks, six weeks till uh, till kickoff. So you've got time yeah. to to change that. Um, For sure. Georgia, I just don't see like losses on Georgia's schedule. Like Arkansas is bad. Um, at Auburn might be a tough game because you're on the road, but like I haven't, I'm not a Bo Nix believer either. So like if, if Florida loses to Bama, they have to beat Georgia. If you lose to Georgia, then you're trying to find another L on Georgia's schedule. Like Florida can't lose two SEC games um, and, and have one of them beat Georgia. Cause I don't, I don't see two SEC losses for Georgia. So I think that's what a lot of the reporters who are making it were, were looking at. Hmm. I think Georgia's gonna be buns, man. I think they got a lot of talent, but I don't think they're gonna get no. I don't want to get into my Georgia take. I'm gonna save that. But we went in the East. We're gonna bust their head again. We, um, and I'm gonna have my Bama last together in a couple weeks. Jaden Hill writing some stuff. In, in, in Silk's word, Jaden Hill is uh, holding holding it down. So mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. I said if he can hold down his side of the field, I think we go undefeated. But you have the Gators beating uh, Alabama and Georgia, so. Hmm. If he holds on his side, you know. You know oh, I got you. Okay. Um, 
That's what we in the business like to call. That's not a real take. I want people. That's that's what we in the business like to call covering your ass. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If he does that. Uh, no, nah, no. I mean, that's we're, we're to the far extreme of that take, but I do think he's gonna catch a lot of like passes his way naturally, bro. Whenever you playing on the side of a, a future first round draft pick, yeah. you gonna catch a lot of heat, man. Um, I think he could he could show up, but we we got a secondary being to hold things down. They are gonna figure it out. We got to talent back there to Absolutely. do what we gotta do. Um, obviously, uh, going to the other side of the bracket, Alabama was picked uh, with 130 first place votes. No other program received one. I, I know LSU got one. Auburn got one. Uh, Arkansas got a vote. I think there was another team that got a vote. But uh, obviously, the odds on favorite is Alabama. Uh, and then 84 uh, folks picked Alabama to win the SEC. Georgia received 45. Florida was one of five programs to receive a single vote. Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and South Carolina were also picked to win the SEC. So uh, some wild takes out there with Ole Miss, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Uh, but uh, That's got to be the same guy. Bro, Graham Hall went crazy. He went crazy on his <laughs> You know, Dave, Dave Waters has South Carolina versus Arkansas in the uh, <laughs> SEC West. I'm just kidding, Dave. We love you, bud. Uh, let's get off to a, a quick uh, soldier, a roof soldier ad read. Let's give a shout out to them. If you are in the market for a new roof, uh, maybe your insurance company is asking to get a new one, give a shout to our friends over at Roof Soldier 1877 Roofs FL or visit them at roofsoldier.com. Mention Stadium and Gale, you'll get $1,000 off. Really excited to continue to work with these guys. We're going to be doing some fun NIL stuff as well. So, again, RoofSoldier.com, 1877RoofsFL. At SEC Media Days, four Florida Gators were selected to all SEC teams. Zach Carter and Kyer Elam to the first team. Ventrell Miller to the second team. And Jacob Copeland to the third team. You guys surprised by any of those uh, names? Or are any names missing in your opinion? No, I think we're good, man. I don't think we're missing anybody. What do you feel? It's it's weird because like I, I don't think any of the names are, are wrong or misplaced, but then you're like, man, as bad as the defense was, three of the four are on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if anybody was missed. Um, I'm surprised. I was surprised Bo Nix was named to the third team. Um, maybe Brenton Cox, uh, Alec just posted that in our chat. Maybe, uh, Brenton Cox on there. I know he's coming off of a foot injury. Mm. Uh, kind of surprised him. Um, you know, I, I would have potentially thought, of, you know, maybe a Gators running back, maybe sniffs that. Uh, I'm not sure which one, maybe that's why. Uh, I was a little surprised. I'll be honest with you. I'm not that I don't think that he has the talent to do it. Uh, but just by writers and everybody else at Jacob Copeland yeah. uh, made the list. Um, that's the the biggest kind of name that stuck out to me. Again, I think that he's a guy that can can perform well, but I don't think he's done enough to really warrant some of the hype that he is getting. Uh, and so it's a, a little surprise to see Jacob Copeland on there. Nick, no, uh, I, th- I think I think Copeland like a lot of these players get like hyped up from their five star mm-hmm. status and, and like their reputation of. And he got the number one jersey, so it's a little hype behind him. Yeah, so I can see how they kind of threw him in there. Uh, Alec, our, our our TikTok guy, just threw Britton Cox's name in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised he didn't get uh, on any list. Um, yeah. That is a name that a lot of people are hyped up on. He got some first round potential, so I am a little surprised I didn't see him on any list. But I, I get I get Copeland. He got a number yeah. one on. Dan hasn't missed on number one yet. You know, Trey Dean is another guy that could potentially have been close. But right. um, Nick, when you go talk to us a little bit about the process. I mean, 
you know, when, when you're filling out your list, are you guys usually doing them together? Is it a lot of your own research? Is it a lot of people that, I mean, tell us a little bit about media days. And most people know the landscape of the SEC or a lot of them just going with names that they, they pick. I mean, give us a, a little, you know, how the sausage is made, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, usually a link and uh, it takes you to a page and there's like everyone, every player is there. Like I could have voted, uh, you know, Gene Delance to first team all SEC. No, 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 every, no, no, no. Every, every, everyone's on there. Um, I don't, I can't, I can only speak for myself and, and you try to do as much knowing, at least for me, I try to do as much research as I can. Cause like, I don't know Texas A&M's roster um, mm-hmm. the way I know Florida's. I don't know Arkansas's roster, but there might be guys worthy of, you know, of being on that list. I just don't know right. who they are. So right. some, some people who are filling it out might just, you know, only go by the the players they know. I can't, I can't speak for, for how much research people are doing. Um, but it, it doesn't feel so like the first time I did it, um, it like once you're done, you're like, cause the first time I went to SC media, Day, I was like, Oh man, this is so cool. Like part of the, I'm part of this selection process that is, you know, going to go on somebody's bio. Hey, they were first team all SEC. And then when you finish it and I'm sitting in like a hotel room on the bed with the computer in my lap, I'm like, well, that didn't, that didn't feel prestigious. Like that didn't, that felt, you know, like weird. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how many, I, I think what Silk said, a lot of, a lot of them are just picked. Like, I don't think Bo Nix is the third best quarterback in the SEC. I don't think that's even close, but he's a name. He's going into what his fourth year, third year as a starter. Um, yeah, but he's trash, you know, but it's just a name that people know. So as you're going through somebody from, you know, that covers, let's say Missouri might know a little bit about Emory Jones, but they haven't seen him as much as they see Bo Nix. So when he gets down to that third one, you just click the name that you know, and you're thinking in your mind, oh, it's the third team anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, to the kids, it probably matters. To the schools, it matters. Um, so you kind of deal with that kind of stuff. Um, I try to do as much research. Uh, Phil Steele's magazine is a big, uh, a big resource for me that I, I go through because I think he puts a ton of time into his team previews. Um, and just trying to make as educated a selection as I can because I think, you know, if, if I were the player, I would like – you know, whoever's picking the team to not just go in there and be like, well, I cover Georgia. So where are all the Georgia players? And they're all on the first team, you know? Uh, so I try to do as much research as I can, but definitely players there are people that slip through the cracks. Hmm. I, I just hope the players listen to this show and know like not to give a shit about what y'all be voting for once they realize how like much thought goes into it. Mm-hmm. Cause some it of these players like get like offended by some of y'all votes. It so. might be no thought. Right. <laughs> At all. That's what it seems like. And, I, and met a, y'all, I met a lot of y'all writers, and I just know y'all don't think a lot. <laughs> don't think a lot or alike? <laughs> y'all don't put a lot of thought into, like, these votes and, and things like this. I don't sometimes, think y'all really Sometimes it's like, hey, the vote's due by Thursday morning at 10 a.m., and then, you know, you go out Wednesday night, and you're drinking, you close right. the bar down, you wake up at 9, you're like, oh, right. man, head's pounding, got to get this vote in. Let's just go real quick, five minutes. See what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, don't lose no sleep, kids, man. These guys just checking off boxes, man. It's Nick, Nick did you uh, release your preseason first? No, that's why I said I've been doing this long enough. I always like screenshot it before, I, before yeah. I submit. Um, I forgot to screenshot it this year. I was no, you to, forget. I was trying to get out of Birmingham as quick as possible this year. Sorry, I was trying to pull up a, an article. Uh, Saturday and South interviewed uh, Juwan Sider, so I was trying to pull that up. So my apologies for not uh, paying. No, attention. it's all it's all good. Um, Did you have anybody else on your list? Um, I think I had Brenton Cox on my third, and I think I'm I think I might have 
I know I didn't put Emory. No, I did put Emory Jones, my third team um, quarterback. Just because I'm. You went full silt out there in Birmingham. I like it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big Bo Nix fan, um, and I'm not a big JT Daniels fan. Um, I think I had like, I think I had Bryce Young at two. I can't even remember it. Um, yeah, no, but I don't think I had anyone else from Florida. I'm trying to think. I think I had Zach Carter, um, second team. I had Ventrell. And I had Kyrie first team. Um, Five six one, baby. I like it. <laughs> I just put. I, I thought about Trey Dean, but I don't think I've seen him enough at safety yet to put him Trey on. Trey Dean about the hoop though, man. I like. I like the way he looked in that Bama game. He was looking good down the stretch, man. I think Trey Dean about the hoop hoop. And Trey Dean's mind on Twitter, he put today that he's the best yep. safety in college football. Let's go, man. I like it. Let's I go. like that. I like that. That's I'm ready to lie with him. Right? I'm ready to lie with him. I might call him the best safety in college football. Just give me a couple weeks. <laughs> Warm up I to it. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. <laughs> you just, you just wait. Oh man! All right, let's get into uh, a little bit about recruiting. We'll get into Friday Night Lights here in a second. Uh, in other news, AJ Vinatieri, uh, Adam Vinatieri's son, a kicker, was offered a preferred walk-on spot uh, nice. today. So potentially look out for that. Florida already grabbed uh, their kicker uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, out of Virginia, uh, but AJ Vinatieri, a guy I wouldn't mind having on the roster. You know, son of a, an NFL legend, maybe the best kicker in NFL history. Uh, always good when you get get kids of NFL players, and especially if you don't have to give them uh, a scholarship, obviously financially, I'm sure that uh, the Vinatieri family can, uh, can support him as well. If that's a, a direction that they go, uh, Mark, uh, Mark, Mac, Mark way, pardon me, uh, the 2023 tight end uh, four star. I think he's the number one uh, target. The Gators are after in that 2023 class at tight end uh, rivals, 100 guy is going to announce tomorrow uh, which is Tuesday, uh, July 27th. So the day that you're listening at 4:30, uh, all signs point to him committing to the university of Florida, which would be a great get for that 2023 class. Absolutely. Um, solid, talented kid, uh, high points, the ball, good blocker, good speed, a uh, really impressive young man out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. So uh, that would be a, a good get for the Florida Gators. With that being said on Friday, we better I, not miss them. I know. All, all of those people. Hey, that, bro, uh, I know you're listening. We better not miss, bro. I've got some thoughts in recruiting, and I want to I want to get those off here in a second. I don't want to do no more thoughts. I got I've gave I've given all my thoughts on recruiting, man. This staff just can't. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm gonna wait till like sign the day. I don't want to be like bitching and moaning about recruiting right now, man. But they just can't. They need to close like earlier. They let things mm-hmm. linger too much. Like, I just want to like not let like these kids set far out dates. Like it's like, it's like they're high on us. We mm-hmm. chill. We let things linger a little bit. We cool with just leading a little bit instead of going for the close. These other staffs get like visits after that. Our visit high. We need to close during our visit highs. Mm-hmm. Period. I, nope. I would I would agree with that. I would need to know a little bit more mm-hmm. about kind of their strategy and everything else to to know uh, a little bit more about our recruiting. You know, certainly Florida's recruiting is not strong right now. Um, I think that obviously Florida's going to finish a lot better than thirty seventh where they're ranked right now. Uh, but I, I do wonder why this time every year meltdown. There's a meltdown, right? And it's uh, by the same people, and some of them are really good friends of mine. I was texting with one of them today, actually. But there's a meltdown every year as if to expect something different. And I don't know if it's because that's just the way that we are programmed as humans and everything else. But 
I don't think that Florida, the way that the staff, I don't is know about a meltdown though. I don't know, like like some I, of these misses, um, like they've been telegraphed for a little minute now, so I wouldn't call it a meltdown. Like I still think their board is fine. I think they're missing on some of their top guys to like Pamela and some of those programs like that. I'm not in like meltdown mode. I'm just saying like we need to close on some of these top kids and we need to find a way. It's NIL season. Mm-hmm. I, if Bama's figuring out a way to make NIL work, how is the University of Florida going to figure out a way to make NIL work for us? That's what, like, that's where it's coming down. We got to make this work somewhere in recruiting. Like, it ain't talking about bags and it's getting weird anymore, right? Now this is just regular business. I think NIL, all that stuff has got to play a part in our recruiting now. We know but, we but don't I, have a staff but, that's going to recruit. But we Alabama has NIL rules. Texas does. You know, a lot of these states, Georgia, you know, a lot of the schools that have NIL too are – you know, dealing with the same thing. It's not like Florida's losing kids to states that don't have NIL legislation. No, my point is, um, like, you see the business, you see the deals that Bama kids are getting. I think eventually the NIL money, from our standpoint, like, we can sit here and, like, criticize Dan all we want. He is who he is recruiting. Mm-hmm. He's not going to change. Like, only way heaven sees he's going to leave is if he retires something. I don't think he's going to fire him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what are we going to do? Like, Somebody's gonna have to pick up the slack in NIL. The business is gonna have to change. These kids are gonna have to make business decisions to come to University of Florida. And I think it's gonna have to come from the NIL side. I don't think Dan Mullen's gonna change the recruiting. And I think I, Bama, I, I can see, I can see that point in the future. Sure. If Bama already got better facilities, already got a better staff, everything's already established, and they're paying more money with NIL deals, like how are we gonna keep up? You're not. All right, now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the I gap, would freak out. Get, I thought the gap would get closer with NIL, but mm-hmm. we're not competing in NIL. But, that gap so gets we're wider. Only, we're only 25 days into it, right? I mean, I, I think that there's sure. still a lot. I mean, we talk about it a lot on this show, that there's still a lot to figure out, right? I mean, we for have sure, players sure. like literally in our DMs right now, like begging sure. and pleading for us to work with them. And we're like, hey, we just want to kind of see where some things go first. 100%. And I think that that's probably what we're, we're still dealing with. I think my biggest thing is like, we're still five months away from signing day. We're still, there's still a lot of visits to happen. I think that there's going to be some things that pop off this weekend. I think that there's a lot of stuff that's in the works. You know, Florida is, is not really missing on the big targets that they, that have been projected to be in this class yet. I mean, Sean Murphy goes to Alabama. I mean, that was kind of, you know, telegraphed for the last couple of weeks that, that it was going to go that way. You know, well, you lose at one point. That's, that's what frustrates the fans is we leave with these guys at some point. Like, like there's some buzz, few little crystal balls or forecasts, weird things happen. There's a lot of buzz after these visits. And then it's just we end up missing to Alabama or, or like whoever else would compete with. So I think that's the thing. Like, um, I kind of it's telegraphed for a few weeks now. We all kind of knew it, so there's no meltdown. Mm-hmm. But we gotta figure out a way to close when we have these visit highs. I think we're too lax. I think part of the fan base meltdown that Dan's talking about is just the time of the year. Because like Dan is even saying that it's always at this time. There's nothing else going on. So all eyes are on recruiting. Like camp hasn't started yet. Mm -hmm. You're kind of gearing up towards football season, but all the other sports are done. So it's only about recruiting. Right. Um, and it's hard for me. I want to say like don't get upset. You should have expected this. But then you get the argument back. Well, why, as a fan of the University of Florida, why do I have to expect always finishing with a bronze medal in recruiting? 
That means because nothing. So unless you're winning gold and recruiting, spending, you're not getting it. All right, I'm gonna do this take, but we're spending like we're, we're spending bronze level effort in recruiting. Money wise, like resources wise, we're not. I don't think we're putting in gold medal resources into recruiting. I, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that recruiting can't get a lot better. That's not my take at all. I think it's just it's. To it me, can get a lot better. I think my take is, is like, why, why why are we letting ourselves get to this point where every year we let ourselves down and it's just like this like a drag on the internet of how bad everything is when in reality I just I don't think it's that bad. I think there's right. a lot still to come and it's just every year you just kind of hear you know the same like pitchforks and torches like I promise you right now nobody on the staff is getting fired. And nobody's getting hired. Not a lot's going to change. So I just think it's interesting this time of year that we have this giant meltdown. And I think this year compared to others, there's still Florida's biggest targets available. There's still a lot of opportunity for Florida win, even more so than, than last year or the year before. Um, I just thought it was an interesting you know, time of year that, that again, we're, we're melting down. I mean, overall, um, overall as a Florida fan, right? Like, our best recruiting years were only with Urban. Like traditionally, we have never been an elite recruiting program. I don't know what right. like this. This I guess some people are new Gator fans, but I was a Spurrier guy. Mm-hmm. Like there were no top five classes. That wasn't a thing. He was an excellent yeah. guy. He got his guys. He competed and got some of the best kids in Florida. But it wasn't. He wasn't an elite recruiter. Damn. Yeah, I, mean, no, I, I would agree. Urban I mean, Meyer was Mackle. the only. Jim McElwain had that that one class before he lost it all, right? Um, you know, with Ladston and, you know, Stevenson and, you know, Jamar Chase and Matt Corral and the rest of them. You know, Will Muschamp had some good defensive stats. But you're right, Florida's not had the recruiting, like, wins like I think a lot of people think. Just like I don't think that Florida's history in football is, like, as rich as people think either. Right. Um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> now I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I love went to school there, everything else. But I, 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 I think that there needs some expectation tempering there, especially with this staff, right? I mean, you don't have I don't you I think you just have some different priorities. At, I think at no, I think traditionally we haven't done like because our requirements and our prestigious uh aura, like you just everybody just can't get in here. So I don't think we ever wanted to be the top dog in football recruiting. I think if Florida wanted to be the top dog in recruiting, we'd be that. That's a real take of mine. Like I don't I think, I think there's like a little bit more prestige. Everybody can't get in here. It's a little bit different, man. So and, Nick, um, Nick so asked me to talk that. about Nick. Urban Meyer was a, an exception to the rule. So this is where my my take comes in. So Florida's academic standards, I don't think hinder many people if any that go to like similar schools, um, where that I think can't be well, true. Like even well, when I say this out real quick, but I, I think some of it comes down to some more character things. I think that there's other things beyond just academics that okay. we we blame academics. I think that there's some other things that okay, go into that that. that that full profile because a lot of people I'll are like, that. why does Florida act like they're Stanford and academics? I'm like, newsflash, they don't, right? Um, a little bougie. But they're but they're not right. If a kid's going to Auburn, if a kid's going to Georgia, a kid's going to Tennessee, Alabama, like he had the grades to get into Florida, right? Like there's some other kids that maybe end up at like a smaller school, and I don't Marshall. want to put anybody down. No, see, uh, you know there, there's probably some schools out there 
Um, you know, a couple schools in West Virginia, for instance, that like if a kid can't meet some of those academic requirements that Florida and the SEC want, then they have other options that are in like you know, Power Five stuff. football. But I think that there's some character things that UF over the last 15 years has really focused, and I think that that's where you get some like some real quick, yeah, real quick. Like the Eric Gilbert kid, right? When he first said he was, he announced Florida, right? Mm -hmm. The very first thing that hit message boards and rumors was. They don't know if should, this kid can get in the UF. But trans transferring is different and mm -hmm. um, different than getting in. But regardless, school. he's at Georgia right now with no issues. But there was a little gray area about it was like a for sure thing. If he left LSU, he didn't have the grades to get in any other school. And it's all this happens with a lot of you. Like you have transfers, Juco kids coming out of high school. There's this little mystique about kids that maybe can't get in. Then they get in elsewhere. And we're like, we thought this kid had great issues. How did he get in there? Well, I, I would say some of that is conjecture. We don't really know, right? Like we don't know what the kid's actual academic concerns were. There's some character concerns with Eric Gilbert too. Nick said it, you know, there's some transfer uh, requirements that UF has just as a school, the same way Georgia has them, you know, Tennessee has them, you know, Alabama has them. So I think that there's some other things. There's some more nuance to it than just Florida acts like they're, you right. know, this prestigious academic school. I like it a little bit. Sometimes you got to, like, look down your nose at people every now and then, not all the time. But sometimes you got to be like, yo, I'm a little better than you. No, as an academic school, we are, right? I mean, we are second to none outside of Vanderbilt, right? From I don't cheer for books, but I'm not mad at you for not cheer. <laughs> I don't cheer for books. As somebody that has a degree hanging on the wall, yeah, I'm, I'm all down for them being as big No, I like, I like the books, but I'm just saying, I didn't become a fan of UF because of the books, you know what I'm saying? I came I gotcha. a little, you, you guys graduated and whatnot, not me. I got gotcha. you. Shout out to the books, though. Shout out Shout to the books. You're, you're, not, you're not a UF uh, debate team. In the audience, the debate team tournament, just cheering for him. No, I'll let the kids change that. <laughs> kids will change that. All right. I live, I live vicariously through them one day. Let's get into Friday Night Lights. Again, that's going to be on Friday. Uh, we have a oh, running yeah. list here provided by our friend uh, Connor Clark. So I'm just going to run through this right now. 2022 athlete, uh, Azariah Thomas. 2022 defensive tackle, Walter Nolan is 50-50. This is a big one here. 2022 wide receiver Evan Stewart, 2022 quarterback and commit Nick Evers, 2022 rivals 100 DB commit Julian Humphrey. He'll be here for a few days. 2022 linebacker commit Shamar James, 22, 2022 wide receiver commit CJ Smith, 2022 tight end commit CJ Hawkins, 2022 running back Jalen Glover. I think that that's a, a guy to keep your eye out for potentially on commit watch. 2022 running back Terrence Gibbs oh, is visiting. Well. Uh, 2022 Leighton Nelson offensive tackle. I think that that might be a, a guy to keep your eyes out for too. <clears throat> 2022 offensive tackle Jacob Hood. 2022 offensive lineman David Connor. 2022 EJ Lightsley linebacker. 2023 rivals 100 defensive lineman John Walker, and then 2023 rivals 100 uh, Kelby uh, missing a last name there. So a big list overall, uh, a lot of big names. Uh, Silk, you were talking about a couple of potential commitments. Uh, you know, you see a guy named Glover, you see a guy like Gibbs, uh, you see a guy like Nelson, uh, you see Evan Stewart on there. Uh, what are you thinking for for commits this uh, this weekend? I think all those guys' potentials. I put. Um... Azariah Thomas on that, that list as well. I think all those okay. guys are potential guys that could pop. Uh, I don't have any crazy info about who may yeah. pop. Um, I haven't been on the recruiting 
hunt like that's been birthday week. But yeah. all those guys have been guys I've been hearing in the, in like the last like past couple months that they're like um ready to go. So we'll see what's up. Um you pulling up? I will I will not be there. No, sir. No, sir. Are you gonna be there? Are you brain junior? I'm not going solo. So if you guys could if one of you guys are show, I show, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm exhausted. Nick will, Nick will I'm gonna be, be honest. I'm tired. Nick will, Nick will be there. Well, um, I live here, so I'm always yeah. here. Um, but we got we got uh, I don't my presence isn't being requested because uh, Corey will be up, Connor will be there, and uh, and our other intern Donovan will be there. Um, I can slide through, see Junior, tell him to we stop gotta, throwing the ball so much. He needs to run more. We need to get Donovan on the show. He needs to run more. You don't throw the ball at all. I know. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to even make that ratio even wow. bigger. He throw like two times a game. You want nobody get a pass? We those are rookie numbers. We gotta cut that in half. One time a game, <laughs> and only if the pass rush is getting there, just chuck it. He just needs to play DB. That's it. There you go. Make him a long snapper. That's you talk about a fourteen year NFL career. Make good money. I don't think he's humble enough to play a position like that. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's nah, not humble enough. Not at all. So I've got uh, a, a moving off of recruiting just for a second, going back to a segment we talked about. There's a tweet going around right now from BuckeyeScoop.com that says Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Colorado all might be interested in joining the uh, the Big Ten. So I think we nailed a couple of those teams. So that's still weak, though. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't doubt that. But that's um, mid. Very mid. <laughs> very, very very mid. I don't want to see none of that. Like. <laughs> Okay, very good. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get into our buy or sell segment. Uh, and for the foreseeable future, this is sponsored by our friends over at Prize Picks. So, again, a new sponsor for us. You can visit them at prizepicks.com, P R I Z E picks.com. Use the promo code SG. Uh, you'll get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you put that in there. We are going to be doing parlays. We're going to be doing over-unders. We're going to be doing a lot uh, when it comes to prizepicks.com, when it comes to the football season. So check them out, prizepicks.com, promo code SG, and you will get a 100% instant deposit match. Or just sign up. Uh, you'll get email notifications, things of that nature. They've got college football, NBA, NHL, uh, all sports that you can consider or think of. Uh, so, again, prizepicks.com, promo code SG. All right, boys, buy or sell 12 interceptions for the Florida Gators this season. Buy or sell 12? 12-plus interceptions. we got to sell it. Man, you are you running out of money? No, just gotta like sell last, it. Like man. the last two, the last two weeks, you, you've sold some stuff. Twelve is a twelve is a lot. I don't, I don't know if we ball hungry like that. I don't know if we greedy like that right now. I gotta see my safeties fly around, and I don't know if we got guys jumping routes. I haven't seen that from my secondary, so I gotta sell it right now. I gotta keep it a buck. I'm a DB guy. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? No greedy guys back there yet. So, so last year was the. First year that Florida didn't hit 12 and less games last year. Uh, I'm trying to even go back farther. Shoot, 12. See, I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying 12 picks. Hmm. Last time Florida didn't have 12 was in 2013. Uh, that year was a disaster all around. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to buy it. We just always have a 
We usually have a greedy secondary. We always have a, a pick happy guy. Now, I don't, we don't have a pick happy guy. I've been following Florida for a long time. We always have just a guy that's just like a robber that could just. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to buy. I think that the Gators are going to uh, have some surprises in trading. Obviously, Jaden Hill is going to have a breakout year. Um, I think that you're going to see Kamar Wilcoxon, uh, Torrance, uh, the rest of them. I think that there's a lot of talent back there. I think teams are going to try to you know throw the ball. I think the Gators are pretty stout on the defensive uh, line, which is you know probably their strength if I were to think of one. And then Ventral Miller is a guy that's a, a pretty good uh, pass rusher. So I think the teams are going to have to force the pass quite a bit because I think that they're going to struggle to run. Uh, so I think that they're going to throw in, you know, to have 12 interceptions in a, in a season is a little bit less than one. If the Gators make, um, you know, a bowl game. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy. Um, I think especially when you add teams like FAU and USF, which is going to throw the ball a lot and Samford FSU. I mean, you know, just teams that are going to you know play from behind, you know, they yeah, start to yeah. throw the ball. So I like the Gators to get uh, 17 interceptions this year. That's my, uh, that's my buy. All right, buy or sell? I think we already did this one, but I think we did it just for Zach Carter. So last season, the Gators had 35 sacks. The season before that was the last time that they played a full season. They had 49. Buy or sell, the Gators are going to have more than 40 sacks on the season. What's the what's the record? 40 is a big number. No, hold on. You know I got my cape out, bro. So, what, what's 2019, they had 49. 2018, right. 37. 2017, they were obviously okay. terrible. Yeah, mark me down for 50. Uh, 2016, 31. 50. 50-piece nugget. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I ran put my cape on a little bit. I think, I think, I think Bogle and Brent Cox, and, and like, I think the combination of like Carter and them guys, I think they could do something, man. So, you buy you buy more than 40. Yeah, I'll buy more than forty. You have Gervon, but if you're if you're getting sacks at that kind of level, that means you're pressuring the quarterback. Why wouldn't that lead to some more errant passes and more interceptions? Dexter, Zach Carter, like Dan's frozen. That's a lot. Dan's frozen, so I hopped in. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. So you have so, so I don't know when this got cut out. So um, you have Gervon, Dexter, Zach Carter, the rest of the gang showing up to Chick Fil A asking for a fifty piece. Like yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Mark me down for like a crazy pass rush. Like for real, for real. I think they, I think they go forty plus for sure. But a crazy pass rush that's going to give them fifty sacks, or however many sacks, isn't <laughs> going to lead to more interceptions with with quarterbacks making bad passes. So just thinks he's going to sack him before they are. I don't have a run. greedy. I don't know. Like the the number may have been off, but I don't think I don't think we have a greedy secondary. That was that's really my take. I don't think we have a really greedy secondary that's like interception happy. I don't think we have guys that jump routes. I don't think we have any ball hawks at safety that track down passes. I haven't seen it. All right. Nick, I'm sorry. Did you buy or sell? Y'all seen it? Um, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy. I'm not I'm not buying those 10 extra nuggets <laughs> that, that, that soap bought, but uh, I'll go with uh, you know, what, what was the number? 40? I'll, I'll 40. buy 40. Yeah, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy 40. Okay. I'm gonna buy like 41. Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, go I'm nine less. Okay, y'all scared. Okay, go nine less. Nine less. Um, all right, so over under, uh, while I look for this last one, over under the Gators or push, right? Um, four players on the postseason all SEC team. Nick? Four players. 
whole season. So four in the preseason. Which, which, uh, any, any of the three or a first team? Uh, any of, so any we three. have four on any of the three, so four plus on any of the teams. Yeah, I'll go over. Yeah, likewise. Who, who's, who's an addition? Who's a subtraction that you think gets added to that list? Uh, I think Emery's an addition to that list. Okay. And, and the I three agree. that Emery's a, an addition. Um, Bogle could be an addition. Cox could be an addition. I think Ventrell sticks. Like, like, like we said last week, like, like when we were talking about over under Ventrell sacks, I'm like, listen, if Ventrell is in the same, you know, sub development as a tackle, he's getting half a sack. And, and I think he might, you know, it's not half a sack, half a tackle. Like he might have a hundred tackles by the end of the year. It's just so hard to tell because some of these guys have a real good season. They still don't make the elite because it's still depending on what Bama linebacker does in LSU. Mm-hmm. So these guys can have real good seasons. It's not even matter. So it's just so hard to predict. But yeah, I, I think we get four plus. I think it'll be an opportunistic list uh season, I mean, for like these players. So you guys ready I, for this? I give us four plus. Yeah, what you got? I got us for eight. Oh yeah, you got us really, for I got it. us for eight. So there's You're trying to outdo me this show? 84, <laughs> 88, 132. So there's probably like 135, 140 players like with specialists and everything else in there. Right. I like the Gators. I like the Gators for at least eight. I think that you uh, are going to see. I think Jacob Copeland could make that list for sure, but I think that maybe even a guy like, uh, like one of our running backs, you know, whoever the the stable running back is there, uh, whether no, it's no, a Damian no, Pierce, I think we share <laughs> the ball too much for any of them to make the list. I I, I don't think that they're going to share it as much as you know as the five people. I think that you have a guy that could potentially you Who know you run away to? with it. What? Who you talk to to think that? Just in general. It's just yeah, you can <laughs> lie. I can lie. It's just the nature of Stadium and Gale. Um, so uh, I, I think that potentially running back. I'm not saying that these are the names, but I can see a guy like Keon Zipper making the list. I can see a guy like uh, Josh Braun, you know, um, as a guard. Uh, I, I see Braun. Can, I, I can see that. I, I definitely see Emory Jones making at least third team. Definitely better than Bo Nix. I'm big Braun um, fan. I can see Trey Dean making that list. I can see one of the guys making the list as a specialist, as a returner. Um, don't know who, but but I like the Gators for eight. So we've got people that are keeping track of this. So, you know, in January when this list comes out and there's eight, they'll be surprised. Be like, Dan told us again. You know, Jaden Hill, for instance, is going to oh probably make the list. Oh, God, now we got – all right, mark me down for five. <laughs> I'm going to chill at five. Dan, Dan, Dan is going to be like, – Dan's first team all SEC is is just Florida's defense. Yeah, you see it. Hey, we can have eight on the third team, Nick. Nah, no rules. True. So we, I've got eight. Silk's got five. Nick, how many do you have? Over. I, I took the over. No, you have to pick a number. Yeah, pick a number at this point. You have. Uh, to we all took over. I'll go seven. Just wow. sit in the middle. Sit in the middle there. All right, we'll play Price is Right rules. That, that's my Price is yeah, Right that's, right that, there. That's what he's doing right there. I'm if you were right. smart, Nick, you would have picked six if we're playing Price is Right rules. You, you gave yourself very little margin of error there. So I, I think I um, nailed it. I hit a bullseye there. Seven. All right. <laughs> uh, let's – you know what? I'm going to do this because Alec put it in the chat. We love Alec. He's been putting all our stuff over on TikTok and all of our reels uh, on Shout Instagram. And if you don't, don't follow us on either, please go ahead and do that. Alec, our good friend here, says over under <laughs> Emory Jones, 850 rushing yards. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Give me over. Give uh, me the over. 
I'll take the over. He was averaging just last year at 217. Mm-hmm. Um, huh? 6.7, almost almost 6.8 per carry. Um, I mean, I think that he's going to rush the ball over 100 times this year. So I'm, I'm taking uh, I'm taking over. Give me a so stat. You have, him at, you have him at over 8.5 yards a carry at 100 I, carries? No, no, no. He's going to get over 100 carries. You, you, okay. Over 100 carries. Um, you put me at a G, baby. Yeah, I was about, I was about, I was about to put my cape on and be like, he might be the first, the first uh, Gator, Gator quarterback to rush for a thousand. Oh my god! G, baby. All right, well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sell. Uh, I'm gonna sell with all of Silk's money too. What a hater! I'm gonna, I'm gonna hedge. I'm gonna yeah, hedge Silk's money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hedge Silk's I'm gonna money. Kill the vibes, bro. Uh, just and now, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that Emory Jones uh, rushes uh, well, but I think that. Uh, I'd be surprised if he gets any any more than more than six hundred. I'd be very surprised if he gets six hundred. In which half of the season? What Felipe Franks got that like two games? Why? <sighs> Silk, I, I just don't know if I be making up stats. Correct. So in two thousand eighteen, Felipe Franks on one hundred and ten attempts had three hundred and fifty yards, you know what I'm running like a gazelle. You know. Or like a giraffe. That's what he said he ran like. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to sell. I'm absolutely going to sell Emory Jones. Um, and I was very surprised that, Nick, you chose to to buy Silk. Not at all surprised you chose to buy. Why are you hating on me? I'm driving the caravan, man. A stack. <laughs> Put me at a stack. Mark me down, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So let's get into a Brunt Insurance ad read. One time for the great folks at Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Man, my man Greg put up to bubbles and bow ties. Looking ever so dapper. I told him hard bottom was the rules, but he showed up in some nice Nikes that, that was just so plush. So shout out to my man, Greg. His wife pulled up as well. Great couple, man. They enjoyed the fam. Um, if you need anything insured from the panhandle to the keys, hit my man Greg up at bruninsurance.com or give him a call at 954-589-2204 from the panhandle to the keys, man. Home, auto, life. Greg, what it do? What it do? What it do, baby? I was talking to Greg a little bit earlier today. He's on vacation right now, but we got a nice little phone call planned for next week. All right, Gator we both, news. We both had birthdays this week, man. He was he, nice. Happy, happy birthday, Greg! Happy birthday. Y'all have y'all haven't partied till you party at the Kush House. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I, I, I'm through. excited. I'm excited to party at the Kush House. Uh, Gator you. news of the week. Let's give a shout out to actually Stephen Gill. Uh, alumni Cedric Faison, who uh, was just named head coach uh, at his alma mater, Fletcher High School. So congratulations to him. He joins the following Gators that are currently head coaches at uh, Florida high schools. Uh, so shout out to Mark Wheeler for starting this and then uh, the rest of the, the group that uh, added in. So Cedric uh, Faison joins Demetric Jack was green. Cornelius Ingram, Elijah Williams, John Brantley, O.J. Small, Doc Pollard, and Brady Ackerman, uh, who are all head coaches. So that's a great list. Uh, so congratulations to Seatric Faison. Kieran Smith, one of the Florida Gators uh, prize swimmers, uh, won the first Gator uh, medal at the 2020 Olympics. You know, that happened in 2021. And the 400 freestyle uh, he came in third with his personal best time of three minutes uh, and 43 seconds and 94 milliseconds, won a bronze medal. So congratulations to Kieran Smith. Not far behind that, Gators female swimmer Natalie Hines uh, won a bronze medal in the four by 100 relay. 
The women's softball team, which is powered by Aubrey Monroe, Michelle Moultrie, and Kelsey Stewart, uh, is advancing to the gold medal game, which I believe is tomorrow, uh, July 27th, so the day that you're listening to this. And Kelsey Stewart uh, had the game-winning home run when Florida, uh, or pardon me, when the United States uh, beat Japan in the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, the United States will play Japan uh, in the gold medal game on Tuesday. So congratulations to nice. those ladies. Kyle Pitts is ranked the highest ranked rookie in Matt. He's an 82 overall. He's the fastest tight end in the game. Are you guys surprised that Kyle Pitts is the highest ranked rookie in Madden? No, I thought he was the best physical specimen coming out in that draft, best football player. I thought he was yeah. an entire draft, so I'm not shocked at all. Yeah, he's uh in 81. He will be ready to higher than 81 by the end of the year. Oh, for sure. 81 or 82, whatever it was. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, we're in the number eight. What do you guys think about the number eight on him? I think it kind of looks goofy, but it's probably just because I'm not used to seeing it in the NFL. And the NFL just changed those rules right, right. now. So I think it looks goofy. But I also think it, it's just number eight looks different in a bunch of different jerseys depending on the font. And I don't think like those uh, some of those single-digit numbers look good in, in Atlanta's jersey, the font style. I'm not a fan of like double digits, but I do think Kyle is the, the like type of guy I would like to see in a double digit number. Or number one, just slap the one on him. Yeah, the eight does look weird on him a little bit, but just, I think it's just the, the Falcons font that, that I think looks off. I'm gonna look up some others. Kadarius Tony was ranked the fifth highest for uh rookie wide receivers. He's a 72 uh overall. Uh, let me see who else I can find while we're doing this. Uh, Gators uh, catcher Wyatt Langford was named to the All-Valley League uh, on Sunday, representing the Charlottesville Tom Sox uh, as a second-team honoree at first base. So congratulations to him uh, in Summer League Baseball. Josh Rivera, a Gators infielder, was also named a 2021 Cape League All-Star. And then, Nick, right mm. as we were starting the show, you announced – that one of your favorite Gators uh, baseball players of all time, uh, Kirby Sneed, uh, because of your prolific use of the uh, the Kirby gif, uh, was called up to the Blue Jays. So congratulations to him. Is this that time of year, and I could be completely wrong, Nick, where you're allowed to start bringing up more players? Not yet. That's not um, that's okay. like the last month of the season when they when they expand the, the roster size. Um, I think there was some injuries going on, but Kirby um, – Really interesting. I mean, he's he when you look at the teams that he was on with like Dane Dunning and Puck and Logan Shore and Brady Singer, all those guys. Um, you know, he wasn't really even talked about other than other than the GIF game. Um, but he's kind of just put his head down and worked, and he's been in AAA for a while, been pitching really well. So um, he gets his call up. Hopefully, not not a cup of tea, and hopefully, he stays up there for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I looked. I think they've only done the first round for the Madden players. I looked up Kyle Trask, looked up a couple of the others. So stay tuned next week or whenever they announce those uh, for when we might see those. Uh, Kyle Trask uh, is in practice. Uh, so got to see him uh, practice a little bit. Looks good out there wearing the number two uh, uniform for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With that being said, last piece of news and Gator news of the week, the Orlando Pride uh, in the women's uh, professional uh, softball um, organization have hired former Gators coach Becky Burley 
as their interim head coach. That was announced just a few days ago. Uh, Becky stepped down at the end of last season uh, to focus on some personal things. I know she has some personal development uh, training that she's um, coaching around the country and, and a few other things, but uh, she'll be coaching the Orlando Pride through the rest of the season. So congratulations to Becky Burley. And that is your Gators news of the week. Silk, it's everybody's favorite ad read time. Oh, man. Come on, buddy. We brought, we brought right. pop, props this week. You got props. I'm, I'm glad it was that package and not another package. I'll tell you that. You yeah. want me to stand up? You said props. I was scared to look up for a second. <laughs> for the Manscaped ad. Shout out to Manscaped and the great folks. The best grooming products you can find anywhere. I walked in Target and I was a little disappointed that they was in Target. I was like, "What are they doing? Like, you gotta, people got to use my coupon code, get that discount." There's no coupon codes in Target. <laughs> the promo code SG at checkout doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't work out at the register yeah. at all. You get some confused looking cashiers. Yeah, so, yeah. so here's what I encourage people to do: if you go to Target, you can you can look and take a you know take a feel of the product and everything else. Right. Go on to manscaped.com right where you're there. Use promo code SG. It's free shipping, so you're not going to pay for that. You also, cannot, you get 20% off, real, and it comes quick, pretty quickly. So you, real you quick can, disclaimer, though. Real quick disclaimer. You cannot test drive the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 in the dressing rooms, though. That's, that's correct. Yeah, that's frowned upon, especially in a COVID world. It's, it's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> in any world. In any world, that's frowned upon. Uh, but we've been talking a lot of balls on this show. If you don't want your dog salty, be sure to hit them balls with some Manscaped ball deodorant. You see what I did there? I did. That was good. Oh, okay. I like it. I used some ball deodorant this weekend. Kept me cool, <laughs> calm, and collected. Bubbles and bow ties was also cool, calm, and collected, man. Lama 4.0 had me right. Weed whacker. I was trim, slim, and looking dapper and dandy. Somebody had to step in for you, Dan. Uh, there's nobody else that I'd want to, uh, I got to, to dress in a dapper way than you. I, guess. I got you. I got you. But if you want to be as like trim, you know, as sophisticated as me, you don't want hairy balls, just out here sweating, use that coupon code SG at checkout. Don't go to Target. You can't use that at the cash register. And you can't test drive the Lomo 4.0 there either. So use that coupon code, get 20% off free shipping. Coupon code SG, manscaped.com. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, boys. It takes us to the end of the show. Nick, you had the song of the week last week, right? Yeah. Someone, oh, called, yeah, it, someone right. called it sus last week. I was just trying to I think it was Chad, my guy. What happened? Someone called someone said my, my song choice was sus. It's a little suspect. That's all, that's why. unfortunate, man. Streets don't <laughs> lie, man. True. I, I right. had, Nick, one time somebody called my song sus, you know, suspected. <laughs> that. It was just one time. So it happens to the best. Was. It's early in your career. It was early in my career. I learned. I learned yeah, from it. Uh, uh. I got better. Right. <laughs> Wait. Give me two more weeks. We're gonna be listening to Baby Shark after it. Well, really, Sean. <laughs> I'm gonna well, choose Nick, violence. It's my, it's my choose violence week. next week. It's, it's, you got a baby on the way or something? You got going on? No. Oh, no. No. Not Father's Day. All right, Nick. Let me show you how this is done. I'm gonna end our show today. <laughs> With uh, we're going back to our roots a little bit, you know. We've we've mixed in some house trance music, we've mixed in some rap music. Oh, he's taking us out in the woods, Nick. We've 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 put in some some pop music that some people had some questions about and ultimately liked. So, we're gonna go back. Who I go fishing? We're gonna go back to my friend Paul Salmon's favorite band here, 
Paul, what it do, Mike, baby? Called Mike and the Moon Pies. They got a great what? song. That's they got a, a great song. Name right there. <laughs> they got a great song. It's a working man song. It's called Paycheck to Paycheck by Mike and the Moon Pies. And this is a shout out to my good friend Paul Sammons and to all you great country music listeners that are out there. Bro, what? No way I'm joining a band. He's like, yeah, I'm Mike, so you're in the Moon Pies. I'm I am not, not, I am not a Moon Pie. <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm out, or the, or, the, or the band name hey, is changing. Hey, Mike, this is a fly band and all. I like how you spin, I like how you make me write your songs, but I am not a Moon Pie. Can we get something else, my boy? Oh, I'm out. Man, shout, shout out to little Debbie's. Shout out yeah. to all of what my pie, What pie would you want to be, Nick, if not a moon pie? I, I don't want to be a pie. <laughs> exactly. I thought like apple for a second. I'm like, no, I just don't no. want to be a pie. <laughs> no. Nobody wants to be a pie. No. Man, Mike, Mike got the... Mike got the best of that. Damn My band, favorite man. pie. That's yeah. different. Mike sure did get. Mike was on the good side of that bet. You know, yeah, he was. probably had a dice roll. They're like, all right, everybody pick a number. Whoever it is gets gets to be the man. He gets to be a moon pie. pie. Bro, I play drums. <laughs> Ain't no moon pie. That means um, you're a moon pie. My favorite Mike. pie. My favorite pie is probably a pecan pie. Right. Mm. That's probably controversial, but you know that's my favorite pie. It's controversial just the way you say it. Pecan, pecan. Yeah, bro, it's tomato, tomato, answer. bro. Yeah, like, the, no. the only answer is it's a pecan. Right. Potato, potato. Pecan. Who says pecan? I bet you Nick says pecan. Oh, <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> Who says pecan? Um, my favorite pie is apple pie. Put a little scoop of uh, vanilla ice cream on top of that. A little, a little apple Can't pie. go wrong with apple. Yeah, I would agree. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dutch apple pie. It's a little bit different, but, but apple Ooh. pie is definitely the goat of all pies. On um, if you pecan. say, I like I like sweet potato pie. Is, is oh, like, sweet potato pie is good I too. I went one with sweet potato pie, but on the sneak, I like caramel. Caramel is my, my sweet favorite. potato pie, huh? Depends on how you say it, bro. Like, who are you? Where are you from? Uh, open, open auditions for third host on Stadium Jail <laughs> right, start well, next week. Who is this guy? <laughs> we, we missed that one in the interview process. We won't do it again, so. Yeah, next thing, like, pronounce. Just write pecan out, like pronounce that, bro. Sweet potato pie. I, I can't even do this anymore. This might be my last episode. Potato, potato. What do you say? Whatever. No, whoever says potato don't get the job. Well, you can't be my friend. Oh, man. All right, boys. Friend. <laughs> potato. Same like, what, quarter, same what? time next week. Who says potato? <laughs> Nick does. No, it's it's, it's he, just he a joke. He says and potato. Pecan potatoes, yeah. Just like he okay. he puts tomato sauce on his uh, spaghetti. Ooh, a good tomato soup. <laughs> oh, this, this podcast has gone off the rails. I like it. Two two hours with you boys is, is more than enough. I enjoyed it, man. I'm a little soft up from the uh, the champagne. Still enjoying my birthday a little bit, man. I appreciate y'all, boys, man. Same corner, same time. Already, already. Mike and the Moon Pies, take us out. Hey, we're going undefeated with Jaden Hill, baby. <laughs> Get my
up to my ears But come Friday night I'll be feeling right When I'm catching my check downtown Where the liquor's sold And the beers are cold And the jukebox turned up loud I'm living paycheck to paycheck I'm living.